Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. When the red, red robin comes bob, bob, bobbing along, along, there'll be no more sobbing when he starts robbing his own sweet song. Superb second half performance as the Addicts tamed the Black Cats. They just couldn't find that winner. Welcome to Charlton Live. So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. Uh, Coming to you live from the Valley here. On your Sunday evening, my name is Louis Mendes. Joining me here on Charlton Live on Maritime Radio is uh, Mr. Tom Wallin. How you doing, Tom? Yeah, all good, thank you. Yeah, did you ever had a good weekend? It's all right, yeah, wasn't it? Yeah, it's it. Yeah. Enjoyable, enjoyable. Today, not so much. A day in blue water. No, uh, well, yesterday no, was good. Nothing wrong with blue water. Joining the pair of us is uh, Mr. Lewis Cat. How you doing, Lewis? Yeah, good, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. How's your weekend been? You were at Bromley yeah. today shopping. I was in Bromley shopping today. Yeah, so. um, Tom and I are both on the shopping. Both under Which the thumb, you two, aren't you? And yeah. uh, joining the three of us here at the Valley. We don't see her for about four years, and then she's here twice in twice in two shows. Sue Gallup, how are you doing, Sue? I'm really good, thanks. Yeah, have you had a nice weekend? Yeah, I've watched lots of football and yeah. uh, fell asleep on the set, eh? So. Yeah, see, that's how it's done. That's, that's what you're supposed Perfect to be doing. Perfect Sunday. Yeah. And I spent my Sunday uh, down the Oakwood watching the women's team uh, as well, so I've had a good day as well. Thank you for joining us on this evening's show. We've got a packed show for you. We're going to be looking back, of course, at yesterday's superb 
one well, performance, if not result. I think we deserved a win. It was a one-all draw uh, against Sunderland here at the Valley. So we're going to hear the highlights from that. We're going to speak, of course, to Addict's boss, Lee Boyer. We want to hear what you guys made of the performance as well. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum. There's a thread on there for tonight's show. Let us know what you made of the performance and who were your stand-up players. And also, we want to know what you made of our debutant, Jolly Williams, signed on a short-term deal uh, from Crystal Palace. During the uh, during the week, he had a bit of a cameo performance yesterday, final 20 minutes, but I was impressed. I wanted to know what you guys made of his performance as well. And then uh, just towards the end of the show, we will hear a, a couple of bits of audio from uh, today's 2-2 draw uh, between Charlton Women and Durham. We're going to hear from the goalscorer, Charlotte Gurren, of course, from the manager, Ratish Mishra. But before we dive into the highlights, Tom, um, first half, not so good. Second half, pretty damn good. Was it Sven that used to say that? Um yeah, I thought actually from about 35 minutes onwards, I thought that last 10 minutes of the first half we started to look a little bit lively um, and then second half was probably one of the best I've seen us play all season, to be honest. They couldn't really get near us and you go away from the game, obviously very happy with the point, but that second half showing, I'm surprised we didn't get more really. Um, created a lot of chances, looked exciting, looked solid at the back, although they obviously got through a couple of times, but... Um, yeah, I thought we were the better side and thoroughly deserved at least a point. I think uh, most people were probably fearing what we were in for, Lewis, after the first 15, 20 minutes, maybe even half an hour. Where, I mean, Sunderland obviously got that early goal and we seemed to be up against it. But we reacted well and in that second half, I mean, it, it really could have, it really should have been three points. Absolutely. And, you know, <laughs> I was sort of looking at it yesterday as typical Charlton, you know, a packed out stadium, big occasion, and then one nil down after a minute and a half. We were always thinking, oh, no. But um, yeah, like Tom said, about 35 minutes into the game, we started picking up the pace. And I think half-time came at a bit, a bit of a rubbish time for us. I was thinking, oh, we're going to go in there now and are we going to be able to keep up that momentum as we come out for the second half? And you know what they, they really did? I was, I was blown away, to be honest, by the performance in the second half. And like you say, really unlucky um, not to pick up the three points. So um, your second home game in as many games. So you, you've seen that progression. Uh, we obviously had a fairly easy one against Gillingham just before Christmas. But yesterday, up against such a good side, yeah. um, I imagine you must... I mean, because I mean, that, that's a direct promotion rival. And anyone who's been maybe wondering whether we are still at that level, I think we've proved over the course of the season now against our, our direct promotion rivals that we are up to their level if, if we're on our on our game. Yeah, I mean, I've, the, I think I've been to the last three home games now, so with it, like yesterday being the third... And um, I mean, like as the boys have already said, it's like just seeing such an improvement um, in the way that we're playing, the way we seem to have gelled. Even like in the first half, I think I was saying to my friends sitting next to me, we looked a little bit leggy at times, and everyone, I, I sort of worried that maybe the Christmas period had kind of caught up with us because we have got such a, a a problem with injuries at the moment. But as they said, like that that sort of 10 minutes or so before half time he's kind of oh like we'll get going now but and that second half was just phenomenal like mm. the, the way we was playing football it was just it was lovely to watch it like that and I've, yeah I think you're right we, we're definitely in with we carry on playing like that and I, I sort of thought last night once we've got the players that are coming back from injury what a squad we've got mm. if we manage to hold on to everyone in this window we've got what a squad that's just 
quality. It's a massive if, of course, but we'll see. Um, the, the Sunderland fans seem to be stunned into silence by Charlton's performance in that <laughs> in that second half. Let's have a listen to it then. Uh, the highlights uh, were brought to you from Valley Pass by Greg Stubbley and by, of course, Terry Smith. James out left to Gooch. Gooch into the penalty area, taking on Prattley. Out to his right-hand side, goes back left and then tees up uh, Gooch again. Big switch across to the other side. Shot comes in and it's an opening goal from O'Neill on the right-hand side. And an early strike in the first two minutes for Sunderland gives them the lead. Stick still and lovely skill to take it past him and then Billick and he works the ball inside, takes a heavy touch and now out to the right hand side is McGeoch and now Gooch. Gooch approaching the penalty, in the penalty, up against Solly, goes for goal oh. off the post and then White with the header over the bar. My word, what a strike that was and nobody was expecting it. Dylan Phillips, I wouldn't say he was caught out but there was no way he was getting in the way of it and he hit the corner of the upright and the crossbar. And then Wyke uh, tried to react in the six-yard box and all he could do was head it over the bar, but uh, Charlton get away with one there. Grant wide, he turns. Grant up against Baldwin, cuts inside onto his right foot. Back out to his left, crossing the opportunity, chips it in. Headed away by Power. Out to Fossu. Fossu controls. Ball inside to Grant. Okay. Out left to Solly. Solly crossing the opportunity. Ball into the box towards Prattley. Headed away, comes down to Bilic. Bilic shoots! Oh! oh, just over! Oh, what a goal that would have been. Chris Solly, who, who thought he had a left foot? Lovely cross in from Chris Solly. The ball headed clear. Billick did really well to meet it. And then almost like an impudent side foot. Oh, it's chip inches. into the left-hand corner. And it, uh, it's a, that's a lick of paint away from going in. And that'll be the half-time whistle as Sunderland go into the break with a one-goal lead. So Charlton Henders still has to head away again, but can't get hold of the ball, the addicts, and they do so now with Grant. Grant trying to look for options. Oh, Finds ball. Taylor on the right side. That's a good ball. Taylor looking to drive. Matt Baldwin looking for options in the penalty area. It's been held up, Taylor. Taylor trying to turn Flanagan in the box, drills it across the flex. Yes! Come on! It's an own goal as Lyle Taylor in the penalty area drills the ball across. I couldn't see who got the final contact. It's definitely a Sunderland player and Charlton a level. Oh, that's oh. great work from Lyle Taylor. <laughs> Superb work from Lyle Taylor. Again, chipping it, pulled forward, looking for the run of Taylor. He might find him as well. Taylor great in ball. the penalty area. Takes a shot. Oh, oh saved away. And then run to Anthony Dick still in the penalty area. Right hand edge, back across. Oh, cleared up in the air. And then oh, grabbed at the last minute so by close. Joe McLaughlin. It's a fantastic save from McLaughlin. There's not much else Taylor could really do on his left foot. Just drills it across him. And McLaughlin gets a leg on it. And it just deflects away. Oh, a little touch to Williams, who turns. Little step over, trying to get past his man. Goes right to Prattley. Prattley further right is Dick Still. Dick Still crossing opportunity. Anthony Dick Still ball into the box. Oh, it's flicked oh. on. Oh, oh the get there. Carl and Grant couldn't wrap his foot round it to bury it, and it's oh. gone away for a goal kick. What a chance for Carlin. I've lost my microphone. What a chance from Carlin. The ball in for Dickstill's great. It takes a deflection and it just bobbles up. It's a, it's a half volley in the end from, yeah. from Carlin on his weaker left foot. And it's, it was a tough chance. It, it looked quite Maybe simple because he was running onto it. Maybe, but because it's taken that bobble and yeah. just bounced up, he, he just tried to get anything on it. I just couldn't guide it goalbound, but Charlton have had so many chances this second half. What more? Good Great challenge. tackle by Dick Good still. challenge. Finds Come on, Charlton. Charlton. on the attack. Williams out to his left. Williams, left-hand side of the penalty area, touched in the ground. Can he shoot? Oh, oh blocked away by Flanagan. Grant back on it. Edge of the penalty area by the touchline. Looking to take on. He gets past Baldwin, ah, but he can't keep it him up. Ball infield looking for Maguire. Lovely tackle by Bellick, but uh, Maguire rides it. And out to Watmore on the uh, Charlton right. Ball back in the box. Oh, over the bar. 
What from what chance. more? Fed by McGeady, and that had, to, that had goal written all over it, and he's put it over the bar. To the edge of the six-yard box, Saar with a head flicked away, and that, uh, well, I thought, yes, there it is. That is the final whistle. An absolutely pulsating encounter between two very good sides. And Charlton dominated that second half to a point where you thought it would be the Addicts to take away the three points. It wasn't to be. So there we go, the highlights uh, from Valley Pass of yesterday's one-all draw with Sunderland. I think we probably even couldn't quite fit on the highlights the, the biggest chance because the recording cut out just after we scored at Darren Prattley's header because that was probably the best chance we had in that second half. But the best of many, Tom, because we had so many opportunities to win that game in that second half. And if you'd... I mean, at half-time, if you'd offered me a point, I would have bit your hand off. But by full-time, I actually came away from that actually pretty disappointed. Mm, yeah, all week I would have taken a point happily. Um, and then coming up to the game, I just had a little feeling that we were going to get something from the game. Um, so when I saw us concede a minute in, I thought, right, well, <laughs> clearly that's not going to happen then. But um, yeah, credit to him. And I think that first half, for me, like a lot of people were saying different reasons and obviously we're not necessarily going to know. But to me, it just looked like nerves because we weren't really playing our, our normal stuff. Um, and I, I don't know if that was the case, but that's how it seemed. Because once we got over that and actually put our foot on the ball and did what we're good at doing we we blew them away and we had so many chances that second half and like you said that Prattley one was probably the best chance but I mean Lyle had a couple as well and Carlin had a go late on and I mean we could have we could have easily beaten three or four one and it wouldn't have been a a shock based on the chances I I just wonder just obviously in that that they scored after two minutes which never helps but they they were so well organised as well that mm. once they got their noses in front, every time we tried to play out with the ball, they were pressing us high, and we weren't we just weren't allowed to settle, which we've seen probably a couple of times. I think Coventry did that to us on Boxing Day as well, but just a couple of times. And the fact that we came away from that and managed to change it up a little bit, which we'll hear from from Lee Bayer later on, was impressive. But I, I think for me that's probably why we weren't able to settle. It's because don't forget we were playing a very good team. We were and. We, I just felt as if we were we were really boxed in in that first half. I felt like Sunderland had sort of done their research and sussed us out, and you know, sort of every time they went forward, I was worried we were going to concede. Um, but after you know, after the thirty-five minutes, when we started picking the pace up a little bit, we seemed to build in confidence, you know, and that that geez the crowd up after going one 0 down so early. So you know, you go in at half time, and they came back out, and honestly, that second half performance is probably the best I've ever seen a Charlton side play. It was absolutely incredible. Yeah. And yeah, a bit of an injustice that we didn't win. And like Tom said, it could have been about 4-1. Um, but, you know, it was, like you said, you'd, you'd take a point all day, bearing in mind the, the, the you know, the numbers of the, that we're missing at the moment and the, the the amount of people that we've got fit and the, the players that Sunderland have as well. So, all in all, probably a, probably a good result, but it, I felt a little bit robbed. We probably could have started on it at the end. I mean, obviously, because with the team news, we knew that, you know, Reeves was going to be out, so we knew it was going to be Prattley and and Albie Morgan in that midfield. Um, Johnny Williams only fit enough to start on the bench, or perhaps maybe not fit enough, but I think Bowyer felt he wasn't quite ready because he'd only literally trained with the lads once. Um, Solly come back in for Stevenson wasn't, wasn't a shock at all at left back, but, you know, with the injuries we have, there, there was a lot of pressure on Albie Morgan yesterday. Mm. Uh, we had a, a fairly long discussion on Thursday about whether we'd pick him or Prattley before remembering that Reeves was out, so we'd probably have to play them both. But, you know, he he was the man that at times 
was able to actually make us tick in that first mm-hmm. half. And when we did start to have a bit of a recovery towards the end of that first period, he was the man that most of the plays seemed to be going through. Yeah, I mean, our, we we spoke about it after because obviously um, I've not really been around much lately. And um, seeing Albie, you you forget that he's 18 years old. He's, the, he's such a mature player. He's got fantastic vision. He's very calm on the ball. He's calm off the ball. And it just, I think it just speaks volumes again for our academy system. Um, but just the fact that you would probably pick an 18-year-old over a seasoned pro like Darren Prattley. Um, I mean, I I would, if, if, if there was a choice, I wouldn't start Prattley. Mm. I think he's very much more an impact player coming in, coming on off the bench. But... As you say, like we didn't really have that choice because of Ben being out. But it's, it's a bit of a case of needs must with Prattley, and I, <laughs> I do think that you can't really play Prattley and Billick in the same team because they're too similar in what they mm. can do. Although I think Billick is obviously probably the better player and can give us more. But in terms of if Prattley was sat in front of the back four, I don't think I'd have too many problems with that. Mm. But I think when we need someone to get the ball at the feet in the middle of the, of the park, then perhaps he's not quite the man that could do that job, which is why we needed the likes of Albie Morgan in there. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, we got off to the worst possible start, Tom. That And it all started with Carlin losing the ball up the pitch. Yeah. And, that, and that's the danger. Um, I mean, when you lose the ball up the pitch, it's amazing how quickly it can go down the other end. It happened in a women's game today, actually, as well, uh, for Durham's first goal. But, you know, Carlin, Carlin's lost the ball, and all of a sudden... Uh, Anthony's out of position mm. and, and that ball's floated over it's a superb finish I mean Boya said what on earth is a right back doing that far forward I mean that's what happens when you have Chris Solly as your right back you're not used to it but <laughs> yeah. it was a superb finish and um, the worst possible start yeah and you're right it did come from the attack and obviously we're known for or rather when we do get the ball forward you see our fullbacks try and get up to the halfway line which is where uh, Dick Steele was um, so the ball was played over him Prattley had to try and fill in and actually having watched the goal back just now that we defend that quite well because Jick Steele gets back, Prattley holds him up and they're two on two over on that side. But then they still manage to get the cross in. And again, from where the camera angle is, you see that right back bombing on. And obviously nobody picks him up because it probably would have been Prattley or Billick and they were both covering over the far side. So it was just one of them things, really. It wasn't a lapse in concentration or anything. It was just us giving the ball away and, and getting played into it. But I mean, all game, or certainly that first half an hour, 35 minutes, those fullbacks were like that all the time, and they kept doubling up on either side. And because of our narrow diamond, it meant that we kept getting overrun down either flank. And um, it was either Anthony or, or Chris that were getting exposed. And again, that comes back to the issue of having Prattley in there, because whilst he's a bit of a ball winner in the middle, he's not someone who's able to get out quickly and help out on either side. Um, Tariq doesn't necessarily get back and offer a whole lot of support defensively either. So... I think that was our problem. But um, yeah, so obviously we sorted that out after the, the 35 minutes. But as you say, and you concede that early on against a team that's second or third in the league, you start to wonder how the afternoon's going to go. Mm, especially uh, when you saw Aidan McGeady a few minutes later mm. dancing past Dick Steele yeah. as well. I mean, um, I mean, Boya said himself that he, he, he made sure he changed something at half-time, which is good, actually. It's nice to see a manager who can adapt and who can react. Because, I mean, it, like that, the, the chances in that first half were... The, the good chances were all falling in the same. Like McGeady had that one that went over. I mean, Gooch hit the bar, and then Charlie White had two really good chances to score. He had the sort almost one on one where he shanked it wide. The the rebound from the one where they hit the bar, and just just as you're seeing this, you are wondering how on earth we're going to get a foothold in the game because we'd hardly seen anything of Carlin or, or, or Taylor in that sort of opening half an hour as well. Yeah, and like I said earlier, I just feel like they they kept us boxed in and and couldn't. Well, you know, we weren't allowed to play our game and. 
they just looked like they were going to score every single time. And we were probably quite lucky that they weren't as clinical um, in the first half. And probably quite lucky, actually, that that Josh Madger probably had a bit of a quiet day. I didn't think he did a huge amount yesterday. Um, and Charlie White was someone someone that obviously did quite well at Bradford last season, but I don't think he's sort of hit the same heights at Sunderland yet, uh, missing sort of two golden opportunities as well. Um, but yeah, again, Bowie's obviously got them in at half-time. Although, we, like I said, we improved a little bit before then, obviously got them in and changed something, and, and the second half was a completely different story. And, mm. and it, um, it was good to see that the, the team have got that character to sort of come out and completely reverse the performance because there was yeah like I said there were, there were signs of improvement towards the end of that first period but when at the start of the second half you, you are sort of thinking if we can get an early goal maybe that would make sure the momentum fully tips in our direction and I mean Lyle Taylor what more can you say about that man that we haven't said all season but the, the work on that right hand side just just to keep sort of persisting because he, mm. he looked like he was running down a bit of a blind alley but he kept going and you put a dangerous ball into the box and anything can happen and obviously uh, Reese James has stuck his foot out. I couldn't actually see who it went in off. No. I was so confused because I thought because it went in so well. Mm. My assumption was that must have been a great finish from someone. Yeah. I was like, There's not a single <laughs> child player there. So, um, and and such a great time to get that goal because mm. that really set us up for the rest of the second half. Yeah, I, f- I think like obviously the uh, we've spoke about. I know you've all spoke about Lyle before, and the last time I was in, I spoke about how. Like you, I read so much about Lyle, but then when until you see him in in person, you don't realise what an amazing player he is, and how much like his work rate is phenomenal. Like he's all over the place, he's everywhere, and you could see his frustration. Like there was a couple of times where things weren't quite coming off for him, and he was sort of jumping up and down on the spot and kicking the ground and stuff. But he, I mean, he got man in a match. I know. There's there's always a debate lately about who deserves man in the match and we've all struggled to kind of say who we thought ours were because everyone put a shift in. But I think, like, as Lewis said about Lyle and Carlin at the, up, up the front, they'd obviously done their homework and mm. you could see they was, like, closing them down so quickly. So I, I admire that. And I'm not shocked that, that Bowen and Jacko have obviously decided then to change it up a bit. Um, so having that bit of like flexibility in your thinking and adapting to what you need to do to try and get at least a point out of the game, it just shows what what they're about, really. Mm, yeah, when 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 I got into the bar after the game last night as well, there was ten, twelve of us in there, and I don't think any of us picked the same person for for man of the match. Mm. It shows how how well the, the team performed. Just after we scored, though, should have been two one, shouldn't it, Tom? That that cross floated over to the far post. It was Marja who, as we said, actually looked a little bit disinterested. I possibly had his head turned a bit by all yeah. that speculation during the week, and he just he just completely left Prattley unmarked. If I if I was Jack Ross, I'd have been fuming if that had gone in. But oh, poor Daz, I should have, should have done better there at that far stick. Yeah, and he's um. When he came in at the start of the season, I didn't think he was going to be someone that played week in, week out. But I thought he would do a job for us in the same way someone like Andy Hughes did the season we got promoted when he'd just come in and shore things up for 10-15 minutes at the end of games. And he got thrown in, obviously, at Sunderland on the first game of the season when we weren't sure he was fully fit and actually played really well. Um, I think he's coming for a bit of criticism, rightly so, over the past few weeks because I think he's he struggled a little bit. But... Um, and, and yesterday was no exception, but then he gets in that position and you think, right, this is something that could get you back uh, back on the right side of the fans. And um, yeah, there's no real excuse for missing it, to be honest. It's, it's an easy chance for someone who's got that level of experience and, and quality. And uh, 
yeah, that I'm not going to go away and say we, we should have won or that I'm disappointed with a point because I think it's still a good result. But if, if that goes in, it's potentially a game changer. Yeah, it would have been interesting to see how we had, would have reacted mm. to have going to have gone you know, going ahead at that stage of the game or how Sunderland reacted because they, they just looked really shell-shocked in that entire second half, having been probably you know comfortable for the first however long, half an hour or so, and then unable to find a second goal, to then to have been pegged back so early. I don't think Sunderland reacted the way that I thought a team like Sunderland at the top of the table would really. I, I thought they would have come back at us and it weren't really until the last couple of minutes that they did that. Yeah, exactly. I I thought that you know we'd be in for a bit of a long afternoon in the end, but when we got the goal back, it, it honestly, it looked like there was only one team that was going to win it and that was us. And once we got our, uh, you know, our, our foot in the game properly, we were unplayable. And that just shows how hard, you know, Lee Bayer, Johnny Jackson and the guys worked to get us to that, to those performance levels. You know, we've had a really busy, uh, busy festive period. We've had some disappointing results in that time. We're working on a bare bones squad. The players are tired and they can still turn out performances like that. Albeit, yeah, it was maybe for sort of 60 minutes rather than the entire 90 because we didn't start as well as we'd hoped. But the the levels are there and it, it shows the, the ability in our squad. And when you look at the players that we've got to come back, it, it's sort of, it's only positive and uh, yeah, I was I was really really proud of them yesterday. Mm. Now there's one bit there's I can't remember exactly what point during the second half it was. So I'm just going to place it right now. That Naby Sar tackle <laughs> on the halfway line when Sunderland, Sunderland were coming over the halfway line and we're, we're a little bit stretched and we're just wondering, oh god, what's going to happen here? And not only does he slide in, but the way he keeps possession of the ball on the halfway line and then sets us away on on a on a, on a counter attack. I mean that was. One of my favourite tackles I've seen down here at the Valley in a long, long time too. <clears throat> yeah, we used to, I, I, I uh, mistakenly called him Nabby Star earlier, but actually I think I'm going to stick with that. We've uh, we've had some discussions about Nabby over the the time that he's been with us, and and it's it's amazing to see, and and I think it says, it shows a lot about his character actually that he's been seen as a Roland's Island all the way through. He's and he's the only one that's still here, and. People saw him as a Roland signing and a Roland player, and there was hatred at points for him. And now he's like—I mean, I love him now. I, I, and I, I think like a lot of people have said, but he just seems to be growing and growing. And I mean, the header off the line again, like the same—the last home game, like saving us, like heading off the off the line like that, having that reaction. And he just—he seems like a proper Charlton player. He's turning into a real cult hero, which is good. Mm. But I mean, it's. It's, the the reaction he was getting at the start of his Charlton career was probably quite fair. He was, in terms of performance wise, he wasn't yeah. he wasn't buttering any parsnips, so to say. And he, <laughs> even had that he had that loan spell out at Red Star in Paris where he just didn't play, and everyone thinking like we've been sold a dud here. But the way he's come back, and you know, obviously last season got involved. And this season, there's been times where, like just now with Pierce out, he's going to be playing a, a, a long run of games at centre half, which is a really high pressure position. He's had to fill in at left back at times as well, and. He, there's mistakes in him for sure, but he's really playing with his heart on his sleeve, and he's showing at times little, just little turns of quality as well, and that's why he's really caught the imagination of the Champ fans. Recently. I think it's that it's that combination of the quality that you can see he's got, and also that he's become more solid. And I think when he came in, like Sue says, he kind of embodied everything that Roland seemed to be doing. He was foreign. He came with a big reputation because he played in the Champions League once, but was actually shocking. He supposedly came in for big money. He obviously became uh, the 
butt of a joke within a song as well, which I don't think helped. And his performances weren't very good. Um, some of that, obviously, his fault, the performances on the pitch. Some of it not his fault, the money that he came in for and, and his previous experience. Um, but yeah, he had to overcome all that. And he's still quite a young man. And uh, to do that, I think he deserves so much credit and probably Boya and, and possibly Carl as well, because I know his man management was obviously pretty good. Um, I think they deserve credit for the way they've kind of built his confidence back up. And as I say, he, he's, he always seemed to have that little glimpse of quality, but because of his confidence, he'd actually turn it into a mistake when he tried to take it round someone. Whereas now, he just seems so much more happy and assured on a ball, kind of more like Bielik. And uh, I'm sure that's down to Boya and Jacko giving him that confidence to play and that freedom. And you combine that with those, you know, that last-ditch tackle, the header off the line, and the fact that he's alongside Bauer, who's obviously grown in a Charlton shirt over the past few years as well. And I think, actually... I think we were all worried when Pierce got that injury and especially when he's going to be out for a while and actually Sars done pretty well. There was another one there was a moment down the left hand side in front of us in, in front of the West End where he sort of dribbled out with it and I had my yeah. eyes on yeah. you know, again but he, again he did, he did it just fine. Now 20 minutes left to go uh, Lee Bowyer unleashes his new weapon uh, Johnny Williams obviously has joined us from Palace first thing he does is roll the ball straight out of play you're thinking oh no another, another Palace agent just like Kai Kai but I mean you know jokes aside we know that he is I mean, you could see from his his cameo yesterday, there's a little bit of class. Johnny Esther, the Palace fans used to call him, and you can see why. Well, I mean, that's quite sad, but you can see why. <laughs> can't you? Uh, you can, you know, I was, um, I, when I saw the signing come through, in terms of a League One signing, it's fantastic because he's a very good player. He's, he's someone who's been riddled with injury, very unfortunately as well. You know, when it, that fits us, doesn't it, with injury-prone players, but... He's he's come in. He's obviously realised that he's not going to get the game time at Crystal Palace, and he's he's dropped down a couple of divisions to maybe try and rebuild his career with and with a point to prove. And um, from everything that I've seen of him so far, not only on the pitch but his his interviews and stuff, he seems like a, a young man who's got his head screwed on. He just wants to play football. Um, a really nice guy as well. And yesterday when he came on, I was I was really really impressed. Um, he looked you know fast going forward. He wasn't afraid to to go at the Sunderland defenders and make things happen. Um obviously he had the he rolled the ball out at the start which was hilarious <laughs> but <laughs> but after you know after that there was a couple of things where he'd push forward he won a couple of free kicks as well. I think every time he goes down I think we're all going to be a bit nervous though every time someone tackles him but uh yeah apart from that you know a, a great um addition to a to the squad and I hope it really works out for him because he's someone that you know he's, he's only young and his career has been riddled with injury and he's not been able to play the football that he could have and it'd be nice for him to come in and, and sort of re- re-kick his career and if it if it benefits Charlton then uh, all the better now that last 20 minutes I could feel my, my heart pumping in my chest because <laughs> I, I was so I was I was genuinely certain that we were going to nick we were not mm. nick it but we were going to get the second goal because we started having these chances the first one for Lyle Taylor we found that space in the air and the goalkeeper McLaughlin actually made a really good save uh, with his legs and then we just it's, it's just agonising chances the one lap one the one where the ball deflected up to Kyle and Grant at a far stick and at the time I thought that's probably quite a difficult chance watching it back I genuinely think he probably should have scored that actually and uh, mm. not long after that very similar chance that the keeper made a save you're just, you're just seeing all these ones coming in you're just thinking it's got to happen soon don't you yeah I mean I, d- I think one when obviously the Prattley chance and the Carlin chance didn't go in I thought I, I don't think we're going to get one it was one <laughs> of them like if them two ain't going in nothing is so I'd, I kind of had resigned myself to a point, but I'd, I'd already s- sort of said prior to the game I would take a point. 
um, because they are they, Sunderland are just a massive. They are a massive club. Mm. They are a, they're set up to be a Premier League club, and to I just it just felt like such a big occasion and to come away with a point. I was buzzing last night. I was so mm. happy, but and I think it just just. It felt like we had our Charlton back yesterday. The crowd, everyone, like there was just like this real positive energy within the ground. Uh, yeah, I think obviously with the the takeover rumours that have been going about, which we will talk about later on, but um, everything just felt like it was sort of falling into place yesterday. If we'd mm. found a winner, I think the the ground would have taken off with the noise. So <laughs> we had that. I mean, Johnny Esther set up that great chance right at the end. Uh, for Cardin, it was well blocked, but then they went down the other end. And if Watmore had stuck that in, I would have quit. I would—I mean, that would be me <laughs> done because that would have been one of the most horrendous Cholton feelings for a long time if they'd mm. nicked that at the end. Because overall, I mean, they, they turned it on last five minutes. If they'd played like that for the, mm. the, the whole of the second half, I, I think it would have been a difficult game. But obviously, we didn't allow them to. But you know, we, we saw the quality they had in the first half, and they turned it on for the last five minutes. And you know, overall, I think a draw is probably the fair result because they did control the first mm. half. But I mean, it, it would it would have been just amazing if that if that one from Carl and Grant had gone, especially would have been our new signing setting up as well. Yeah, um, but I think you're right. Um, firstly, that we didn't let them turn it on until that last five minutes, and I think we deserve credit for that because um, yes, they've got that quality, but we stopped them playing. Um, and secondly, from about eighty minutes onwards, we'd had so many chances and missed them. I just resigned to the fact they were going to score. And I could just, I could picture that away and bouncing. <laughs> I could picture, I knew the sick feeling I was going to have in my stomach and I just accepted it. And then they got played through and I just, it was like, here we go. But um, we managed to hold on. And, and like you say, I think uh, I'd have taken a point before the game happily. Um, it keeps us in the running, which is the most important thing. Um, and yeah, we move on and we've played them home and away. And I don't think, I think we were unlucky or you could argue possibly we could have easily taken six points from those two games. And when you mm. look at that, against a team who, OK, didn't perform well, but were in the Championship last year. And you look at some of the quality they've got in that side, I think mm. it shows we're up there. And this is, what, four or five months on from that first game of the season and we're still competing with teams like that. So, you know, it's not just a fluke anymore. Yeah, we're we're that, really up there for a reason. And if we're being honest, I thought it was, I thought it was a fluke on the opening day of the season. Yeah, when, we exactly. had that, oh, yeah. when we had those injuries and we had that small squad, um, <laughs> the, yeah. um, I just couldn't. I thought you know we played really yeah. well. I thought it was like a you know a plucky Cholton performance 100%. from a team that's going to finish lower mid table if not get relegated with the size of the squad we had. But we've kept it going every week, and it's been a, a real joy to watch so far this season. Uh, and massive credit has to go to the man we're about to hear from now, Lee Boyer. Uh, came in to speak to Terry after yesterday's game. Don't forget, uh, you can have your say uh, about yesterday's performance. Loads of you already have, and I'm looking forward to reading them out. You can email us, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. You can tweet us at charltonlive. You can head over to the Charlton Live forum and have your say about yesterday's game. Lee Boyer came in to speak to Terry after the game yesterday. This is what he had to say. Obviously, um, I was disappointed at half time because that, obviously they scored a great goal. I don't know what the fella was doing up there anyway. That was a right back that scored. Um, but we, we tried to play through them first half and they just made it difficult. They played very narrow. The gaps were very small for us to play through. And so then obviously half time we had to come up with another way of playing through them. Uh, sometimes it, it, it can't always go along the floor. It just might be a case of drawing a midfielder in and then lifting it over him into the striker. And, and I thought we mixed it very well second half. I thought that we, when it was on to play, we played. And when it was on to just drop it into the front two, we dropped it in. And, and we got down the size of them at times. And But yeah, overall, I think uh, 
I'm delighted with the way we played, the way we responded after half time, and and the chances we created. I'm, I'm disappointed at the same time because I, I think it, we deserve to win, and the lads give me everything, you know, and I'm so proud of them. And, and sometimes it just hurts me a little bit because they leave everything out there for me, and I ask them to do that every game, and they do it every game, and I just it just hurts me that they don't get rewarded for for what they're doing, you know. And, and today was was one of them. I thought they deserved the three points. I thought we worked hard at possession and, and we created a lot of good chances, especially second half. As you said, it was uh, the game became more difficult for us in that first half after the early goal, and, and we, we struggled to break them down. But I thought there were signs towards the end of that first half. Even um, you had uh, Albie Morgan's shot that was blocked away that lifted the crowd, seemed to lift the players as well. So there were signs at the end of that first half that uh, uh, we could get get at them. Yeah, last ten minutes of the first half, I thought again we we, we dominated it. We was dominating it. Yeah, we had to be patient, and and and, and I know it's tough for the crowd to to. to see us pass backwards sometimes but we don't have the players to just whack it long so we, we have to try and play for them or, or what we've done in the second half we, we try and drag them out a little bit and then I'll just lift it into the front men so that at least they can hold it up and um, and like I said we, we worked it both ways very well we passed it through them when we could and then because then we can lift it into them then they the centre halves drop a bit deeper because they're a bit worried or you put it down the side they drop deeper again so um, yeah he's uh, I thought we deserved to to win you know it's, it's hard and the crowd like it just felt the atmosphere everything about today I was so looking forward to this all week yeah, since Tuesday I um, and it didn't disappoint me I thought it was two good teams that are pushing for promotion and, uh, and you see that today and two good sets of fans that were just didn't stop singing the whole game you know and uh, it, it was great to see so many people here today like our fans behind the goal up the sides it's, it, it was great to see in the atmosphere you could tell and, and, and I think the, the lads enjoyed it as well because obviously they they, they run around and they're like it. they're like what, what do you call them they're like um, entertainers aren't they players are entertainers and, and they want the bigger the crowd the better and um yeah, I think they enjoyed today as well. Do you think the players, uh, uh, you know, when they see the valley, not full but still rocking in, in the way it was today, uh, just a hint of what could be possible uh, if we can achieve uh, what everybody's after, of course, uh, and promotion. Uh, it's something that uh, would happen on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, and that's what we're working hard for every day in training. Um, we're working hard to, to get that goal. Everybody wants a goal. Every fan, every player that's in the building, we we all want that. We all want that goal, and every member of staff. There's a lot of things that go on behind closed closed doors that no one really sees, and people working really hard, and they don't get the recognition, you know. And but we're all we're all in this together, and and, and I've said that from day one. We we have to all stick together and work hard, and and, and fans are part of that, you know. And and when they clapping lads off and the end of the game and they're all singing and it's, it's, it's great to see As with uh, Tuesday you remember to put uh, players in that uh, normally you probably wouldn't be uh, it'll be Morgan case in point but uh, after after a little maybe uh, struggling to get in the game like most of the side in the, in the first half hour uh, he grew into it superbly you must be delighted for something like Albert Morgan the way he's playing Yeah, yeah but I've, I've seen that pre-season I've seen him he came away was pre-season and, and, and he improved and improved and improved he has the ability he just has to work hard, keep working hard. He's only he's only young. What's he eighteen? 
young lad. Keep working hard, working hard. You're not going to play every game. It's a fact. But then when you do get called in, then, then you play well and you and you give everything. And that's what he's done the last two games. If he didn't do that Tuesday, then he wouldn't play today. Mm-hmm. But he did do it Tuesday and he's done it again today. Today, the only thing I would say, the, the only thing which I just said to him after the game walking round, around the pitch, that he should have got his shots off. Cause he's got a good shot. He's got a great shot on him. To get his shots off, if you get a chance, you, you just never know. He'd done it in the first half, it was a good block. But he had two or three occasions in the second half, he could have got his shots off. But you can tell he's a good player, but he has to keep working hard and, and learning. There's a lot of our players, they're, they're, they're learning. You know? Carlin's the same. Carlin's, what's he, 19, 20, 21, 22? We've got so many youngsters with us. And Carlin's the same. He's a good player, yeah. Is he learning? Yeah. Is he, you can tell he's learning. He's, how much he's improved in this short space of time since pre-season with us. So, um, yeah. And Anthony on the right, well, no, he's been in the game with uh, up against Aidan McGeady, probably one of the better left-wingers in the, in the, uh, in the division, if not uh, even the championship as well. He'll, uh, he'll, he'll have learnt a lot from that, I, I guess. Yeah, definitely, because he's definitely the best winger in the league. He's a Premier League player, isn't he? Like, he was at, when was he at Everton last season? Was he or the season before? He was, I remember seeing him playing on telly not long ago for Everton. So, um, yeah, no, he's, a, he's an exceptional player. Every time he got it, I was worried, I ain't going to lie. He, he can go both ways. He's got in product. He's, his shooting was a bit off today. But, um, no, he's, you can tell he's... he's He's too good for this league, if I'm honest. After weathering that storm in the first half hour and then getting back in the game in, in, in the first half, and then the second half, which is you know, up there with one of the best performances I've seen for a, for a while from the Charlton side. I mean, that must give you a huge, huge lift. I mean, Williams coming in, look comfortable on the ball again. That's a, that's a, a plus for us. Um, we've got the players we've got coming back. Uh, it, can only, it can only bode well. Yeah, and, and like for me, to, to see what... The lads are doing with no rest, no break. We've been Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Tuesday. Like I don't know how many times we've had no days off, and, and they keep putting and grafting and putting a shift in, putting a shift in, and we haven't had the players to be able to rotate it either. And, and the poor lads that have they've just like some of them, Christian, like he just looked like he's going to die sometimes. I'm thinking, wow, like he looks like he might even pass that, you know. <laughs> And, and this is what they're doing. They're putting their bodies on the line for me every time, and and, and I can't help them by rotating. But but now we've got Saturday, 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 and, and we're going to have rest, and we're going to start getting players back. And when we do, we've been on great runs with with a limited squad because of injuries. And once we start getting them back, I, I think we're going. On, I honestly believe we're going on a very very good run, and uh, and just see if we can push ourselves into that top two. That's the aim. That's what we're trying to do. Are you going to still try to add to that squad in the in the coming month? Yeah, yeah. We'd look to bring maybe a couple more in. Um, so yeah, that's uh, that's that's what we're looking to do. Can I ask you this question? And, and you'd, you'd have been asked this, I'm sure, uh, around it. But I'm going to slightly ask it in a different way, if you don't mind. Where uh, the whole rumours of takeovers uh, abound uh, around the club, and the fans are, are clearly on edge uh, and wanting to happen. From a personal perspective and from a from a management perspective. Would it be slightly more of a disruption to you, uh, changing it as it is now? You know, when you've got players coming, you've got targets to come in, potentially. You've got players coming back. Would it be more of a, I wouldn't say hindrance is probably not the right word, but are you quite happy with the status quo going forward over the next couple of months, or, or would it be a plus? No, I'm, I'm, obviously I'm happy 
with the way things are going. Like the the, the owners in charge now, Roland. He asked me what players are like what I needed player wise in in the summer, and whoever I've asked for, we've got. And and, and same now, like John Johnny's just come in, you know. Johnny's a good good player, and yeah, okay, I'm working to a budget, and, and yeah, things got cut a bit. In, in the summer, so instead of having this for a player, it's, it's gone to this. But that's that's all irrelevant. In the end of the day, every team works to a budget, and, and we're no different. And if the new people come in, then they might give us a bigger budget. I don't know. They could come in and give us a smaller one. I, like, I honestly don't know. So at the moment, I'm, I'm happy, and I, and I like to think the owner now, Roland, is happy with the way things are going. We haven't had much luck. If someone does come in and they give us more money, then we'll spend it wisely and and, and we'll improve the squad only to players that are going to make us better. And, and we're doing that already with, with the smaller budget. So would I like a bigger one? Of course, every manager would like a, a, a bigger budget. But I'm, I'm I'm happy with the way things are going at the moment. I'm, we're in a good position in the league. Our, our fans are enjoying our football. The club... In my eyes, looking from the outskirts, is coming back together. I think we're in a good place. The players are in a good place. I'm happy. So I think everybody's happy at the moment. So I've always had this mind: if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But I understand if the takeout does happen, then it happens, and then you cross that bridge when you come to it. But at the moment, I've not heard anything. I've not. I, I, I hear that. Oh, maybe Monday, Tuesday, like rumours that everyone's chucking around the place. But until it actually happens, I'm not gonna get caught up in all that because I thought I only had three games in charge in March last year, yeah. and I'm still here nearly a year later. So uh, and doing a superb job with the team behind you, with the players we've got got to hand, and uh, the spirit and determination was clear for everybody to see, especially in that second half. And yeah. uh, on to uh, on to Shrewsbury. Um, Talking about uh, bodies back, are we going to have? Uh, I know I ask you this every every week, but uh, likelihood of, uh, of of bodies back as maybe, well as incoming. Maybe George Lapsley. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they was doing tests with him the other day, and and he wasn't. He was okay, so um, maybe George Lapsley will be back. Other than that, not off the top of my head. I think apart from him, the next one will be Josh Cullen. Who's running there? He's joining in training, but non-contact. So maybe two weeks with him, two three weeks. We get Josh Cullen back. I think he's the next one in line. And obviously, whoever we bring in in in, in the in the in the window there. So which is going to be we look to bring a couple in. So. Well, what are the performance levels we showed today, and not just today, over the last uh, uh, few months, with the with the bodies that we, we were having to put in, uh, must give us great confidence going forward to, to play lot of shrews. But if we can do the same thing again, then uh, you must be uh, you must be at least uh, desperate to, uh, to 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 keep the the run going to to get points on the board. Uh, because you go to places like Shrewsbury and everybody's expecting us maybe to do better there than than they would have done what against Sunderland. Yeah, and and that's that's the. That's football. Everybody expects you to to win here, win there, but maybe not here and maybe not there. And and football just isn't predictable. Otherwise, we everyone would know how to win. Um, but we'll, what I would say is is that we'll go there. We'll be ready. We've got a full week now to recover. The lads will have a couple of days off now to to recover and try and 
trying to find their little the bruises and, and everything settle down from, from the last crazy couple of weeks so um, yeah and then we'll be ready Saturday I have no doubt that we'll be ready and, and, and now we're we know that this is the time of year and you have to be good and you have to you have to put wins together I know that from- <laughs> the crossbar twice in the space of two minutes well space of a minute actually uh, again a rebo, I think. was it a rebo I think so yeah ball into the box again again it's a tight one again it drops this time it drops to Solly and there Solly has equalised get in there and Char on the back on level terms the dropping ball struck by Chris Solly buried into the right hand side of the keeper and Char on the back on level terms Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. You are listening to Elton Live. That was Lee Bowyer speaking to Terry Smith after yesterday's uh, game here at the Valley with Sunderland. Uh, what a game it was. Lee Bowyer, um, clearly, I don't know, he, he sort of said he's in the middle, really. Is he, He's pleased with the way his side reacted to having been a goal down and, and came back in that second half. But you could tell he was um, quite a little bit frustrated that we didn't go on and get that winner. I think he's feeling the same as us. Uh, it probably would have, actually, no, knowing him, he probably wouldn't have taken a point before the game. But the way the game goes and you concede that early goal you think right let's get back into it and then at the end you look back at the chances we've had and you think actually there was a real chance there to get three points and especially so soon after the game when he has to come in and do his interviews I'm sure that's what he's feeling but I reckon when he looks back at it today he probably thinks do you know what that's a good point to build on going into the next few weeks so yeah I completely understand why he's perhaps a little bit frustrated but um yeah, as I say, the the point was still a good one. We had a tweet in from Valley Voice. He said, breaking news, Lee Bowyer's pants have been stolen from Black Fen Laundry. Eyes peeled, lads. Now, that's in relation to a tweet <laughs> yeah. that Danny Owen sent last night and that had me rolling on the floor. Last night, he said, it's I'm so going to good. admit now, my respect for Bowyer grows every week. If I knew where he lived, I would sneak into his back garden and steal a pair of his underpants off his washing line as a keepsake. <laughs> and get glove pup on that one. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. Yeah, it's true. I think we, someone put him in touch with him, didn't he? Yeah, I know. I tweeted Glup up to because because I, I know he lives near Lee Bowyer, so uh, we'll get we'll get a pair of pants uh, for, for Danny. Uh, he, he did uh, tweet TJ Leeburn as well, and she said that she would not get him a pair of signed pants. But there we go. Right, um, we got loads of correspondence uh, about yesterday's game. You can still have your say as well. You can email the studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Uh, you can tweet us at Charlton Live, or you can head over to the Charlton Live forum and have your say. Um, just, just before we do that I really enjoyed the no noise from the Netflix boys song <laughs> Netflix boys song yesterday I mean um, I mean Sue mentioned they're, they're a massive club and obviously they've got their own documentary um, the BBC Newcastle 
uh, commentator who's sitting next to me, obviously covers Sunderland in that area. He actually had a GoPro camera facing at him purely for this this documentary. And every five minutes, I was leaning in. So every time there was a goal, I was just in there, just making sure they could just see me. Uh, so I, I keep keep your eyes peeled for me on Netflix. Um, I'd sign an autograph if you want. Right, let's have a look at some of the the messages that started uh, coming in yesterday. Cliff Scales said a fantastic game of football. Fought second half, we battered them, but overall a draw was a prob- was probably a fair result. What atmosphere at the Valley? It was brilliant to see the place like that again the place was rocking I mean so if if this takeover does go through in this next week which whether it will or not we'll find Mm. out I mean everyone's ready to come back and to Mm. start making that atmosphere a weekly thing now aren't they yeah yeah I've got friends that that haven't stayed away and I've got friends that have stayed away obviously I've stayed away somewhat Um, but I I just I, I think once once that's that's a done deal i mean i think is it the atkinson game we've got kids for a quid and that's potentially the first game mm. following the alleged takeover yeah. and um i just think it's going to be amazing down here that that first game once it's done is just going to be like one big party yeah i mean it'd be interesting to see whether it is done there, there was there wasn't much chatter around the people in the building yesterday suggesting it'll be done within the next couple of days but at the same time a lot of this stuff just happens very high end so most people won't know even within the clubs and obviously Jim Wyatt wouldn't have put his uh, his reputation on the line without having a fairly confident idea about it. I think in fairness as well where there, when there was some stuff coming out last last year um, that the, the club clamped down on on the information that was being given because I know there was some meetings with staff and stuff was getting leaked out all over the mm. place and I think that's possibly why now they they've they've not mm. come out with anything because they just want it to not not get leaked I mean people are going to say stuff anyway aren't they but I think because there was some some information that came out that was actually quite um quite important that it didn't um, I think the club kind of clamped down on that after in, in terms of sharing information with the staff. Mm. So we'll, it all remains to be seen. Um, like we say, you know, the the chatter's out there. It's been out there before, as we know, but, you know, it's, it's much more public with, with, with the likes of Jim White. Um, you know, he's, like I say, he's, really, he's really put himself on the line there. And, you know, no journalist enjoys being wrong. Uh, luckily, that never happens to me. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> but so fingers crossed, we'll see. But we won't spend too much time on it this evening because I don't want to jinx it. Really, uh, F James. Good evening. Uh, yesterday showed just how resilient and together we are as a team. Poor, wasteful in the first half, and very frustrating to watch. But how a half-time team talk works. Enough said. Uh, still believe we'll be top two. What I did say see yesterday was a more unified valley. We need to do all we can as a collective band. Even the drummer sounded more excited uh, if we are going to have new owners it's game set and match say no more uh, if it's not then we can still be there for the lads i hope you uh, enjoyed your day yesterday and your son as well who i know um was watching is actually a sunderland fan they actually got to see him for the first time so i hope i hope they both mm. enjoyed it um alex rogan's uh, was at the game yesterday williams looks an exciting player quick feet runs defenders and i'm sure he will chip in with a few goals and assists exciting times ahead at charlton i mean we'll with Johnny Williams, the the only problem, of course, is going to be injuries. And now, you know, I mean, someone told me yesterday, apparently last year what he had was more of a dislocated shoulder. So that's mm-hmm. a bit of a freak injury. 
that's not the sort of one that will reoccur too much, hopefully. Yeah. It's not something he's going to get here, is it? You know, we're, we're, <laughs> yeah. we're the not club that get two dislocated shoulders in one game. Yeah. <laughs> that's, bad. that's unlikely to happen <laughs> twice, bad. though. Let's no, no, so we join both of his arms will go at once. I mean, like, really impressive with what what we saw yesterday from him, Lewis. Yeah, yeah, really, really impressed. And um, and like Alex has said there, I think he's going he's gonna to be a really good addition to the squad. Uh, an exciting young player who's got a point to prove. So he's going to come in. There's no expectation on him at all. So it's nice for him to come in and just play with a bit of freedom and hopefully, like, like Alex has said there, chip in with some goals, some assists and help us push towards the top two, which would be amazing. I didn't realise he was so young, actually, until I was looking him up for yesterday. Mm. He was 24, 25. Because yeah, he'd been around for Palace for quite a long time. So I assumed he was a little bit older. But um, no, he's, he's, he's clearly... He's got a lot of uh, points to prove, really. And if he can stay fit, then... You know, a touch of quality. Whether you know, it's only a six-month contract. He's playing for a new contract somewhere, whether it's with us mm. or not. But you yeah. need to have the performances on the pitch uh, to do that. Simon Holland said he played well uh, after his first pass that went astray, well, which was why, <coughs> uh, which was why he didn't start as he doesn't know the team. Uh, he achieved more in 22 minutes than Kai Kai did in 14 matches. <laughs> uh, looks like a great addition to the squad. Um, uh, Jimmy Seed said that, that Johnny Esther recovered well from his comedy first touch which went out of play uh, he said I like the fact that he laughed when it did uh, mm-hmm. I, to, I didn't see that but that's, that's good as well it shows the, the confidence of him he says he is someone who can carry the ball forward with the likelihood of an end result just what we need and when we saw that Tom when that, that pass through he laid on for, for Carlin towards the end won a couple of free kicks won one free kick where I think he actually got taken out by yeah, Tariq Fossu yeah. he definitely <laughs> got taken out by but, Tariq I mean, I mean, if he, he's clearly he's clearly got that in his locker he can, he can conjure up free kicks from nothing but um yeah it very encouraging what we've seen so far yeah and i said it on thursday's show I, i've always or liked him ever since i saw him in the euros um i think he he definitely can offer us something the only thing really that he's got counting against him is his injury record um but until he gets injured if that happens i think we we've got such a good player there and like you say, that, that first pass aside, I thought yesterday he looked dangerous. He's got a good bit of pace on him. He can spot a pass. Um, and obviously with Jamie Ward going back, I, I think I don't think there's anything that Ward could do that, that Johnny Williams can't really. Um, and he's kind of a blend between that and Reeves. And honestly, I, re- I really think there's a good player there. I think he should be playing way above this level. I think it's just his injuries that have forced him to come down here. But if he has a good six months or you know till the end of the season i'd like to think if we get promoted that we'd be able to try and keep him in for a bit longer but obviously that'll be dependent on a, on a couple of things but um yeah i was really impressed with him yesterday dr lazarus uh, has given us a free word review of johnny williams uh, performance yesterday he said he's, he said good but bald and i don't know if we can hold that against him really if anything it makes it i think that's a new that's a new haircut as well because he had hair when i saw him yeah i don't know if you can describe that as a haircut he does have a very just... unfortunate hairline yeah. i mean johnny yeah. williams is a, yeah. he's a bit of a ben reeves yeah. it makes him more aerodynamic as well which will help him glide through the midfield uh, cliffs um yeah, Cliff said he looks like a cracking player, runs <clears throat> forward with the ball. Just what we need will only get better once he's settled in and played games. Right, Charlton Exile on the performance yesterday. What a day, what a final 60 minutes. This is what a Roland Free Valley can be like. Let's hope this time the sale is for real. Everything crossed for positive news next week week uh, Steve Henry he makes forward runs on Williams again we really need to uh, we really need this to link uh, with the front men better as for his first pass I think he was looking uh, to pass into space to an overlapping fullback who wasn't there I saw Ivan <laughs> Campo do the same at Ipswich in his first game uh, used to playing at a higher level it could be it might just not be on the same wavelength as anyone else which is 
Yeah, I think it was was expecting Sole to run. And um, and I think, obviously, um, as we saw, Johnny Spade, um, Sole weren't quite there. So I I don't think we can completely blame him for that. I think we're focusing too much on that first (laughs) pass, if anything. It was funny, but yeah. Why did we get him in? I remember it being the same when Coquelin came in. You know, he was sort of a class above, wasn't he, when we were in the championship. Mm. and. He sort of had the you know passes that that little bit quicker, and there was a mm. few times it sort of skewed off a couple of our players' toes. I'm told my favourite story for a couple of years now about when obviously Cockland after he left us was like playing in the Arsenal midfield and absolutely bossing it in the Premier League. And I remember after his first game at Charlton, asking him if 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 he, if he thought he could break into Charlton's first team. <laughs> 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 Uh, right, um, uh, Darren Ellis says with players that we had available and conceding an early goal, I thought this was going to be a long ninety minutes. Second half, the lads did us proud. Boya and Jackson are working wonders, and I agree with that. Soapy finger says, uh, <laughs> "What? Great, no idea. Great match. Explain um, the name. Well, that's one hell of a actually, profile no. picture as well. Actually, um, <laughs> I don't want to yeah, say it. Great match. Uh, great match. They played very high and stopped us playing our normal build-up game. Needed to switch it around a bit uh, with a longer ball as we did in the second half. Shame we did not do that earlier in the first half. Says uh, the crowd were great. Uh, Soapy finger adds, uh, love Bowie. Great game. They played very high." and stopped us playing a normal game when we started to mix it up. He said he also agreed that Morgan was the best player in the first half. He, uh, Sophie Finger then says, good to hear Bo, you're talking top two, but think that's out of our reach with our squad and other teams with games in hand. Mm. Never know, though. He never makes excuses. Love that. Now, I mean... I, I've always said I think top two would be out of our reach, but Boyer's never changed his tune about that being our aim. And when we have played other top two potential teams, there we've gone down Pompey and we've beaten them. Sunderland, we've matched for both games and we're unlucky not to get at least one win against mm. us this season. So head to head, I mean, I think you know we can show that on our day we're as good as those teams. It's just whether we can with our squads that's so small and so injury prone, unfortunately, whether we can go toe to toe over over the course of a season. Well, exactly, and I mean, I, I think we've we've said this a few times on the show over the season that there haven't been. I mean, I I personally haven't seen a team out players for an entire 90 minutes where we've looked completely uncomfortable. I know up at Barnsley, maybe it was a little bit of a different story. I know we struggled up there in the first half. I can't, I mean, Tom would be better for that one because he actually went to the game. But um, we've we've shown that we can compete for the top two. I think the gap potentially maybe a little bit too much now and also the games in and around us, the teams there have all got a couple of games in hand. Um, so that that can be a, a bit of a disadvantage on our part. But we're up there and fighting, you know, and Lee Bowyer's, he said it last season when we were sitting, you know, weren't sitting too healthy. He said, we'll, we'll make the playoffs, we'll make the top six. And, and he pulled it out of the bag. So, well, you know, hopefully, I mean, we're all keeping our fingers crossed that we make the top two because we haven't got to go through the lottery of the playoffs. But I think maybe we're just that little bit too far out. Mm. The, the important thing about if we do get in the playoffs this year is I think well, last year we played Shrewsbury at home and we were completely outclassed. When we played them away, we caught them when they were on a really bad bit of form and we did go there and beat them. But it was quite clear when Shrewsbury were playing well that we couldn't keep with them, you know, here mm. at the Valley uh, in the playoffs as well. Whereas I think the teams that we are likely to end up facing if we do end up in the playoffs, uh, there's not one of them that's outplayed us this season mm. for longer than a half at a time. Barnsley no. in the first half, for example. 
Um, so that, for me, gives me more confidence this year if we were to end up in the playoffs that we could actually go toe-to-toe with one of our rivals. Yeah, I, I think and I think historically we've always been one of those teams that haven't played as well against maybe teams that we should be battering and then we've raised our games for the teams that mm. are like up there. And I think, obviously, we've... Portsmouth and Luton really haven't had a, a, a dodgy blip yet. Yeah, you get, you've got games in hand, but you've got to win them. Um, and if they're if these teams are going on cup runs, they've got that distraction. They've yeah, got the potential for, for getting <laughs> yeah. yeah, bomb the cup out. But you you've got the worries of injuries, all of those sorts of things that come along with a good cup run. Um, and then then you've got you've got the sort of face the Saturday Tuesday Saturday Tuesday fun that um a lot of teams actually can't manage so i'm i'm not i'm still of the mind that we could get into that top two um but as you all know i'm very rose tinted but um i I don't think it's out of our reach at all yeah i don't know if this is going to help us as well but as it stands i don't think we've got any more tuesday night away games i think we've got a couple at home but unless i've forgotten to book a hotel somewhere i'm fairly confident we don't (laughs) unless there's going to be rearrangements for FA Cup teams mm. were facing, but that probably that could help us as well as uh, as we keep on going. Right, John Agambar says that uh, John Williams looks a player. Uh, what's his name? Johnny Williams looks a player. Uh, and then he asks, "Is Josh Cullen still on? Yeah, he's still here. He was commentating actually with uh, with the lads yesterday. Um, unfortunately, the recording was really poor yesterday, so I missed fair bits of it. So um, we didn't really get any of their bits. But he is still here. Uh, he is still involved. So hopefully. Uh, as uh, as the season goes on, he can come back and just add us. I mean, it, it'd be another one in the middle mm-hmm. of that park. Even if Billick's mm-hmm. playing defensive midfield, I mean, that'll give him a little bit more uh, chance to go forward. But we'll see. Right, <laughs> Mark says, uh, uh, Boya's pants. He says, uh, that guessing, guessing that Tom has a pair of Wolverstads under crackers somewhere. <laughs> uh, several. Several. <laughs> I, I believe you. Uh, Paul Glover said he enjoyed listening to the lads on commentary yesterday. Sounded like a great atmosphere. Uh, Jacko and Lee Boyer both came across well on the Quest EFL show. Worth a watch. I didn't realise Jacko was on it. Yeah, they at the beginning of the show. Oh, I mean, oh, we missed the first um, five minutes. They, yeah, they were talking to Jacko. It was yeah, it was um, Colin and who was the guy? Oh, Michael Brown. And he, they was he, Jack. Yeah, Jacko was talking for quite a bit actually. That was actually before they showed the highlights, and then it went to Bo and their manager after so mm. John uh, also uh, John Agambar also tweeted in yesterday saying that was a proper football match proved we can compete with anyone in that league first half was too much like the Wigan game last year but once we got going it was great well let's have a little quick break here on Charlton Life we've still got loads of emails uh, to talk about we're still going to hear some reaction from the women's team game uh, from earlier today as well we'll be back here in 30 seconds On the Charlton left of Ferrier infield, it comes, but that's a loose ball, and Fossu can pick it up again for Charlton. Grant's on a run, trying into the box. Cole Grant, Cole Grant, oh, great oh, finish! It's a lovely goal. Come Tariq on, Fossu's pinpoint pass found Carl and Grant into the penalty area, and he slid the ball through the legs of Liam Roberts to give Charlton the opening goal.
being tugged all over the place. Welcome back to Charlton Live here on the Maritime Radio. Um, yeah, we're still looking back at yesterday's superb one all, uh, superb performance uh, in the one all draw with uh, Sunderland here at the Valley. Really good game. Uh, Clay's just tweeted in said, I think Foster is massively overrated. I'd rather start Morgan when we have a fully fit squad. Discuss, Tom. Clayman. No, yeah. sorry, I'm not Tom. Uh, Go on. <laughs> You'll get your turn like to. Me, but, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm not having that. I think... Uh, he's, he ain't been the same this season, if we're being honest, but he's no. shown improvement as we've come over the last few weeks. Yeah, and yesterday, actually, I was saying to a few people at half-time I might have taken him off, but I, I think he's still got that moment of quality in him. We haven't seen it a huge amount this season, but I don't think really he was going to have the season he did last year. Um if I'm being completely honest. but And on the other hand, I have been very impressed with Morgan, but he's still so young and you just don't want to have to play him week in, week out. You don't out. want to burn him out. We've, no, we've so done I think, to young players before. Yeah, he, uh, I mean, he deserves everything he's getting in terms of playing time, for sure. But Fosu is still a star in this side for me. Um, and when you look at the, what, six or seven midfielders we've got when they're all fit, it's a midfield that's, that's definitely deserved to be up at the top of the table where it is. So then he'll have to fight for his place a little bit more and maybe we'll see that quality. But uh, he's not been brilliant, but he's still a good player. There, there was, there's moments where he's been frustrating this season where he's just lost possession trying to do too much. But he he isn't. he's trying to get back to the level where he was last year, which is why possibly he, maybe he's trying too hard at times, maybe. I think I think with Tarek, he's, he's, he's one of these kind of... He's not the sort of person that you'd think you'd... Yeah, he's very unassuming. He's very down to earth. Um, he's a sweet boy, and I think he—he's still very young. And I think the injury that he had took a lot out of him mentally. And I think he's still kind of coming back from that. And that—I—I I mean, I think he's a fantastic player, and he can be so dangerous when he's on his game. He—he's—he's he's frightening, and I think—I think that's coming back from what I've. Obviously, I missed a big chunk of the season, but just like him, from yeah, from what <laughs> what I'm seeing more recently, it looks like he's he's coming back to the player that he we know he can be, and I I wouldn't I wouldn't write him off, and I think competition for pl- uh, places like you say he's got Albie on his back that might make him raise his game, and then you've got the players that will come back from injury as well, so I think. Uh, Bo's going to have some really tough decisions to make at mm. some point. Yeah, uh, yeah. Looking for, I'm looking forward to that as well because you think like the two players that were up doing the comms with, with Tell was uh, was Pagey and, and, and Cullen. Those two just on their own, them coming back oh. in, coming back in. Makes such a difference. Yeah. yeah, right. Albert Rossi says, uh, Lou, I think if we do get in the playoffs this time, I think we have got goals in us. Last time mm. we did not score a goal in two games. I mean, yeah, we, we've certainly got goals in us. Um, it's a weird stat I noticed the other day, and it's probably irrelevant to what Albert's just said, actually. But we haven't won any games one nil this season. Every game we've won, we've scored at least twice. Mm. Which I don't, I don't really know what that means, but it's right. a stat well, that's yeah. out there. I mean, it'd be nice to get a one nil grittier away win next week. We could take more, but obviously rather like a four or five. But anyway, uh, let's carry on with the messages that's come in. Phil says, "Hi guys, what a fantastic atmosphere and an amazing." Uh, game. My son bought some workmates who support Stoke, Southampton, and Roma, uh, and we sat them in the. That must have been a culture shock. <laughs> and we sat them in the Upper North, and they loved it. Fort Taylor and Saar uh, were different class today. Williams is going to be a fan's favourite. Looks an upgrade on Reeves for sure. Uh, now we just need the takeover to happen. Although I feel uh, Jim White has jumped the gun, and that's from Phil. Mm. 
mm. uh, in Elton. We'll, we'll, we'll see. It's always risky mm. when you put a time frame on it, as we know. But mm. I mean, if something's in the pipeline, it might not happen within the next two days. It might happen within the next month. But mm. you never know. I'm not putting the time. That's not. I'm not. That's not me saying it's definitely happening in the next month. By the way, that's just like it, it's, <laughs> yeah. these things can take time. Hopefully, it's next week. But we've we never been here know. before. Yeah, we've been here before. Right, Charlton Soul. When you consider we are pushing a team that will achieve automatic promotion. Uh, to the very edge with a makeshift side. How can anyone say we are not top two contenders? We are the dark horse in this league. Nobody is talking about us. The perfect mm. position. If the takeover comes through, we will be unstoppable. I mean, so I'll put it out there. If the takeover happens Monday, Tuesday, if, massive if, what happens next? Uh, are, are, are we? Are we now, I mean, no one really knows. Are we now money bags? Are we going to sign Messi? I mean, are we Are we all of a sudden going to, is Bayer all, all of a sudden going to be allowed to go and spend a million pounds on a couple of decent players? I mean, we don't know. That's why even when the takeover does happen, when it eventually happens, it doesn't necessarily mean that all of a sudden everything's going to turn to gold. No, absolutely not. And I think I think all people want from the takeover is is support for, for Jacko and Bayer, you know, to to bring some people in in January, not just not just loans. You know, we've had it this season. We've learned the hard way with Jed Steer, where he's he's been recalled, and we've we're short on a goalkeeper now. Um, I mean, the positive there is Dylan's getting his opportunity, but we're, when you look towards the bench, we're not really looking too strong in the goalkeeping department. We haven't had a, a natural left back to come in for for Pagey, um, play Naby out there, but then he's been dragged into the middle now. So it's just, it's more the funding for the squad. You know, get the numbers in. Um, to to help push for the the business end of the season, but I think the main thing is that people are just so <laughs> so exhausted by the whole regime and the whole sort of the whole stint that we've had with him over the last five years that people just want it to happen for themselves really, and you know we all we all want it to happen, right. and if it can make the valley like it was yesterday, that can be the twelfth man in yeah. this business end I of mean, the season. It just it just holds us back in almost passive aggressively now that you know it was it was headline making stuff at the start when when Powerly was sat, when the best players were sold, when the the standardly aged rejects came over, that was headline grabbing stuff. Mm. Now it's just low budgets and no support and stuff like that. I mean it's mm. holding us back quietly now, but it is still holding us back. Right, uh, Paul Glover says we have scored in every game except for three. Sunderland have scored in every game this season he says that's a Jacko fact before the game and it remains true well, I'm guessing Jacko must have read my Twitter because I tweeted <laughs> that yesterday mm, no we actually <laughs> talked about it um, in the wake yeah. after the 1st of January yeah no it's, it's, it's an amazing stat for Sunderland obviously that they've they've scored in every game but like I say us only not scoring in three uh, is is impressive as well, right? We also had a message that came in from Robert Higgs. Uh, evening, gents uh, and ladies. Uh, just wanted to put my thoughts on yesterday's game. Would have taken a draw before the game, but left the Valley a bit gutted that we couldn't grab all three points. Thought that considering the injuries we have, that Bose is getting wonders out of this team. Can you imagine if our full-strength side was out there yesterday? A couple of negatives were Prattley, who I believe, unfortunately, can't cut it at this level. And Fossu has so much potential, but finds it impossible to pass the ball at times, i.e. holds it... Uh, onto it for too long, tries to beat one too many players. Apart from all that, um, apart from that all positive, for Albie Morgan looked very good and Saar, even though he still has a mistake in him, is improving massively compared to previous years. Truly believe if we get the injuries back and one or two more into strengthen, then we are the best side in this league. Boyer is doing an amazing job. Great atmosphere yesterday and hope that uh, that can remain for the rest of the season. Uh, keep up the great work, guys, and here is to a top six finish minimum yeah I mean I can't see us finishing outside the top six no, no I hope not yeah, yeah I'd be very we went on a horrific run but again mm. like we've already said the other teams around us haven't had 
a bad run either really it's all been much muchness isn't it so mm. it's it's you would hope that if we did potentially the others would as well like so, yeah, it's got to happen to everyone at some yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously Portsmouth going through in the FA Cup yesterday. That's, that's going to be a distraction. A good result for them up at Norwich it was. Oh, Luton have got a replay on theirs. Who they, did they, play they were nil nil. Um, they had a higher league. It was a championship club, mm. I believe. I but they was nil nil, so they've got yeah. a replay. So that's going to sort of... I mean, they've got a fantastic squad and they, yeah. they're doing... Wednesday, they're yeah. just flying at the they've minute. They've got a great manager but... as well, of course, in Nathan Jones. Right, yeah. Southwest Addicts on the Charlton Life Forum. A great advertisement for Lee Bowyer's Charlton yesterday who displayed all the characteristics of why we are fourth in the table. We rode our luck in the first half, but Sunderland allowed us the belief to remain in the game and we were unlucky not to grab a winner. Saar and Morgan staked a claim to remain in the starting eleven even after we get players back from injury. Hopefully, uh, we can get two more bodies in before next week and make a strong attempt at catching the top two in Boya, we trust. Now, actually, we haven't really mentioned it, but there's one name that's fighting about in terms of a potential body to come in. Now, this is the goalkeeper, Chris Maxwell from Preston. I saw um, the, the, the fellow from The Sun uh, Alan, what's his name? Nixon or whatever. Um, tweeting about it earlier. 28-year-old keeper up at Preston. He actually played quite a lot of games over the last couple of years for him, but he's been displaced by Declan Rudd this season. Now, we haven't really spoke about um, Phillips yesterday, Dills, but I mean, if he comes in an experienced keeper like that, all of a sudden Dylan's got to be on his toes again. I think that's the problem. Although I haven't just looked, he's Welsh, so I'd take him again. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I think... I'm so happy that Dills has got back in and we were just talking off air before the show about a couple of the decisions or non-decisions he made yesterday. One where he didn't look like he didn't call from across and another where the ball was played over the top and he didn't go out to claim it, um, which happened once in either half, I think. But there's such a good keeper in there and he came out after last week and he was pretty determined and bullish and said, no, I'm here and I deserve to be number one and I want to prove I am a number one because I'm not a number two goalkeeper. And I just think we... There's a keeper in there and we don't want to lose that trust that he might still have in the club because I think we're very close to doing that. And I said at the start of the season I'd have brought some experienced keeper in for to kind of mentor him um, and I still agree with that. It looks like, is Maxwell about 28, I think? So, yeah, yeah, if he comes in, he's the sort of keeper that I think is just going to go straight back in. And if that happens, I think then Boya makes the decision that, look, I'm going to lose Dylan Phillips because I don't think if... If Phillips loses his place again this season, yeah. he ends you could, you could hear that anger in his voice when we spoke to him after the game on New Year's Day uh, against Walsall. And, I mean, we played it on the show on Thursday. If you haven't heard that, and if you go back and listen, because, I mean, I, 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 you could hear the emotion in his voice. And that yeah, was really, if, if, if he doesn't play for the rest of the season, he's gone. Yeah. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I, I would hate to see that because I think mm. he's a great uh, prospect for us. Kiwi Valley said Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, togetherness, putting in a shift. Boyer is a broken record that I love to listen to. He keeps it simple. Uh-huh. He always says the same stuff. He always says, I just said to the lads, I feel for him. Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday is actually my Ask personal favourite. Yeah. I had a, a clip towards out. the end of last year uh, where he, he said little Jay De Silva about 50 yeah. times. So I cut him all out. <laughs> I forgot to play it because we got knocked out of the playoffs so I didn't really get a chance to. He hasn't got to. someone this year, has he? That he's... There was a little Josh Cullen. So if Josh oh, was, was still yeah. playing, little, little Josh. Josh Cullen would have been a feature, but unfortunately not. Uh, Eddie Yowds, uh, oh, Eddie Yowds points out there isn't any more Saturday, Tuesdays in, uh, until March now, apparently. But um, yeah, Rossman 
uh, said, with such a good performance against Sunderland with a depleted squad, can you imagine where we could be with a great mm. new owner and a squad at full strength? I have a feeling this could be an exciting few months, and that's always very dangerous when Charlton fans get the bit between their teeth, <laughs> isn't it? Because you definitely know we're getting relegated now. Don't you? Uh, Sebo said, fans were top class yesterday. Even when we were struggling in the first half, the fans stayed with the players. The feel-good factor on the pitch, at least, is gradually coming back to the curbs and uh, the Pauli days and uh, and then he says Sebo says he wants to play Boya Bingo in terms of like the the, 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 the things that he repeats if we, if we get a chance to we'll set up a Boya Bingo card uh, before the end of the season right Dan Farmer on the emails hi guys happy new year to you all yeah happy new year to you as well Dan first half we weren't great thought we stood off Sunderland a lot and let them get uh, and let them play their game their goal came uh, from us not picking up the right back which either Prattley or Fossey should have uh, picked up and tracked the runner second half a lot better we hunted the ball down and played our game Taylor was excellent again plus uh, Fort Saar was really good as well Boya and Jacko really bringing the best in Saar um, Phillips was good I thought but he has to work on his kicking but when you have a throw like he has I suppose that's just as good yeah his distribution with his hands is amazing mm. Mm. Um, the atmosphere was like the old days the fans were excellent roll on tomorrow Roland out and yeah I'm praying that it does happen tomorrow but we'll, we'll see we'll see or what Tuesday. happens yeah or Tuesday or Wednesday or Thursday or Friday or <laughs> next year um, Paul Griffiths <laughs> evening Charlton Live crew a very happy new year to you all and to fellow Charlton supporting listeners let's hope we have news in the next few days that makes it a very happy start to the new year uh, for all of us with Roland's departure what a splendid advert yesterday was for League One with two good teams a passionate and lively crowd and an attacking match which both teams clearly wanted to win great to have the Valley rocking again if ever the old cliche of it being a game of two halves uh, was spot on, it was yesterday. For the first 30 minutes, Sunderland outplayed us in pretty much every area. And if you'd offered me a one-all draw, I would have bitten your hand off. But whatever Lee Bowyer said to them at half-time clearly worked. We looked a completely different team in the second half. Uh, with the team clearly getting the better of Sunderland. And after getting a little lucky with the equaliser, could have gone on to won the game uh, with two or three uh, really good chances to take the lead. However, I spent the entire second half as a bag of nerves convinced Sunderland would nick it at the end, same as you, Tom, really. Uh, which, of course, so nearly did with that excellent chance in stoppage time, thankfully sailing over. I think a draw was a fair result. And with Sunderland being seen as the real danger team down here by the Pompey fans, it was certainly a result that went down well on the South Coast. Yeah, Paul, of course, lives down that way. Um, uh, I really hope that the rumours that Neil Harris were at the Valley uh, yesterday as he wants to take Lyle Taylor on true, but I guess it would sum up the Roland regime if he sold our best player to Millwall just before he left. Thanks as ever <laughs> for a great, for a great show. Gets him in as manager. I mean, I, I, saw, I saw Neil Harris here yesterday. and I, I, Honestly, I just saw and thought, oh, I'll tweet that Neil Harris is here. It caused an absolute storm of people panicking. <laughs> I, don't, I can't imagine. I mean, Richard uh, Corley tweeted that he thought that it wasn't it was just everyone watching brief. And, he does come yeah, and watch comes, us yeah. every now and then. I've anyway. seen him. I've seen him a few times yeah. at games. So I mean, the, he must get sick of seeing Millwall every week. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The, the chaos that one tweet started. There's been a Millwall fan and a Charlton man fan in my mentions for 24 <laughs> hours now arguing, and they copied me into every tweet, and I haven't oh. responded to anyone just because of that. I really, I really don't bothered. But yeah, Neil Harris was here yesterday. Hopefully, just enjoying some lovely football alongside some other football managers that yeah. can also be. Uh, be <laughs> Curves was here yesterday. Maybe he's part yeah, of the takeover. Yeah, Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. And that guy from Luton was here. Who else was here? Everyone was here. Um, right. Uh, this one's from Aldrich Gaming. It says, hello, guys. It's uh, Ollie Aldrich. Uh, what are your thoughts on Darren Prattley yesterday? Also, where do you think we need to strengthen? And if so, who should we sign? Lewis. I'll put Ooh. you on the spot. All right. So, Prattley first. Prattley. Um... Crap. Briefly, yeah, <laughs> he wasn't great. He wasn't. He, he hasn't been great. I tell you what, before before his injury, 
I thought he looked he looked fairly comfortable, but that was because he was more of an impact player coming off the bench and sort of shoring it up uh, at the tail end of games. St- starting a game, not so much. And since he's come back from that injury, maybe whether he's playing and he's not one hundred percent, he's not he's not looked that great. Um, so, and and what positions would you like? You don't have to name names because we we're not football scouts. We haven't got all of them out there. But if you could sign one player to fit in one position to improve us, which one would you go for? Oh, I think we need a left back. Left back. Um, and I think I'm praying. Well, I don't see it happening, but it would be great. Bristol City have signed a new left back, so I'd like Jay Silver to come back. There we go. Right, we've got one more email. Um, David Todman. Hi guys. Despite a positive day, uh, despite a draw, a positive day, and a great to be part of the crowd first half not sometimes hitting the front men early and not making the obvious forward passes and overlapping was frustrating second half mixing it up and drawing with uh, Sunderland out and going toe to toe football wise we were streets ahead Albie Morgan looked an experienced player Fossu second half started playing intelligently and Prattley should have done better with the header at the far post real credit to Bayer and the skipper for building a level of confidence and positivity my daughter said leaving the ground it was like the old days under Curbs and the championship season uh, under Sir Chris Powell uh, with players coming back and Williams looking a class act it augurs well finally let's hope the deal is done soon and that is uh, I think pretty much the official Charlton Live position as well we hope the deal is done soon uh, right now um, earlier on this afternoon I went down to the Oakwood to watch the women's team play it's actually a massive game against Durham uh, Durham just sat just a place behind Charlton in uh, third, Charlton a second. Uh, Charlton have got a real good chance of going up this season against all the odds as well because there's a, there's a massive team in that division in, in the form of Manchester United. Uh, there's Tottenham as well who have been doing well this season. Now there's us and Durham who have both been keeping on their coattails and look like uh, they've got a real chance to, to, to finish in that top two and get promoted uh, to the top division as well. Now, I went to the game uh, today. It wasn't the best performance from Charlton. They ended up getting a 2-2 draw. Uh, they were 1-0 up after an absolute horror show at the back from... I've retweeted the highlights of the game. It's worth watching because it's quite funny. Like An absolute mix-up at the back where uh, a Durham player went to roll it back to the goalkeeper. And just as the goalkeeper went to boot it away, she slipped over. Uh, which uh, it was so funny, which which just left um, Ellie Bales literally with the ball at her feet on the line. Oh, Christmas has come late for me. Uh, she tapped it in. Uh, then um, Durham got one just before halftime, Ness, with a, a glorious curler. And then just as we're going up to halftime, she got another because then our goalkeeper did exactly the same thing. <laughs> Basically, she had the ball in her hands and dropped it, Katie, start up. Uh, so Ness came back and we battled away in that second half. Charlotte Gurr got a leveller two minutes from the end, which was really important, really, because you know if you lose that game, all of a sudden Durham are above you and you've given up a fair bit of ground in the uh, the chase for promotion. But we got a point, which is better than nothing. Uh, I spoke to uh, both Charlotte Gurr and first we're going to hear from the manager, Ratish Mishra, after. Although, to be fair, he wasn't actually that pleased with the performance. Uh, bitterly disappointed, really. We've, we came into the game knowing that we really want to be winning. Um, and... The way we started, we, we scored quite a fortunate goal, but I think after the goal they reacted pretty well and um, dominated the first half. So um, we had a, a bit of a reaction in the second half. Um, we had a few moments of quality, but I think that even the viewers, if they're honest, the, the quality today and the level was quite poor. You could tell a lot of players haven't played for you know five, six weeks. So overall, we're disappointed. And mistakes leading to the goals, which um, don't see too often, which you yeah. must have been let down by. Yeah, and, but we don't make many mistakes that that costly. So unfortunate for us that they happened in a in a game like today, in the magnitude of it. But um, mistakes happen. We we reacted okay. Um, we managed to get back and get a point. And you know some of the mistakes we made, not just for the goals, but just in general play, 
um, it's hard to justify us actually warranting any more than a, a point today. So sometimes you just kind of got to um, react better to the mistakes you make. I think that's one thing we can learn from. But in the context of the season, of course, yeah. it's a useful point because if, mm. if you'd lost, Durham could have jumped <clears throat> above you. I think if you look at it that way, we've not, um, they, they've not been able to, to overtake us by too much and we're still in a fight. Uh, we've got probably we've got a really difficult running with Durham and then Man United back-to-back. Um, it just puts a bit more pressure on us. If we want to stay in that fight, we've got to get something from the Man United game now. So at least it makes it crystal clear for us that we know exactly what we need to do against Man United. That's going to be difficult. Um, but you know, I think that the players will give us a reaction this week. I expect them to, and I think they need to. And that gives us, um, hopefully, something to work towards on Sunday. And you will take heart from the fact that they were able to battle back and get mm-hmm. another another late goal here at the Oakwood? Yeah, I said, you know, in, in the dressing room, the, the spirit was, was pretty good. The character was good. In the second half, I asked for it at the start of the game, and perhaps if we maybe started, we could have had the game dead, because I don't think Durham were, were that great today. Um, so I think, yeah, we've, we fought back a positive, but... We can't really afford to get ourselves behind anyway. I'd like us to be able to have that fight, aggression, desire, passion before going a goal behind. So let's see if we can do that on Sunday. I think uh, points equal. Um, they're a very good team. Uh, we know it's going to be hard today. Um, and they're going to take points off teams um, for the rest of the season as well. So um, there's a few mistakes in the game. Um, we done. We started well, got the one uh, got one nil up. Um, and then we made a couple of mistakes. Um, which was silly, really. Uh, for they then got back in and they um, they went two yeah, one in the lead at half time. So we knew we had to fight. Um, we changed our uh, formation a little bit second half um, to try and um, combat their theirs, um, which I think worked in the end. I think second half we were strong. Uh, we looked fit. We've been in all all Christmas. We haven't really had a break. Um, and I think definitely a point was definitely um, more than enough what we deserved. And uh, what about your goal? Talk us through that right now. <laughs> um, well, I've been playing at the back recently, so um, I'm usually like a, a bit higher up. So um, in the second half, we changed formation, like I said, um, to so I was able to um, go up the pitch a little bit more. So I just kept on making those late runs, um, and I was I was grateful that, that that one came in, and I just got my head onto it before the goalie got there. And obviously, as, as we we're sort of saying, they're only just behind us in the table, so to to make sure they don't beat us at the very least was quite important. Yeah, no, definitely. Um, in the context of things, that's that's probably an important point. Um, at the end of the day, uh, it, it would have been um, it would have been really disappointing if they actually got the three points um, from us, especially uh, at home. Um, and we know with Man United coming up, obviously next week, we knew it, we needed at least a point. Um, and th- thankfully we got that, so now we can look forward to Man United and hopefully another good performance there. Yeah, and also it's going to be a tough game against Man U, um, but Durham beat them last time out at home, so it's doable. Yeah, no, definitely. Durham's a very good team, um, so we didn't underestimate them at all. Um, so you never know. I think anyone can beat anyone in this league. Um, and like you said, Durham beat them, Man United already, and we picked up two draws against them where we could have easily win, uh, won both of them. Um, so it's not it's not going to be an easy game for Man United. We're we're trained hard in the week. Um, we're set up really well, and see what we can do. And obviously, I mean, if, if you can beat them next week, I mean, as the season's progressed, it's it's looking quite possible that Charlton could certainly be challenging for that top two. Absolutely, that's what we that's what we wanting. Um, obviously, we're newcomers to this league, so everyone's a bit wary of um, of us and thinking mm, they're they're going to be tricky. Um, so so yeah, um, we're just going to take game one game at a time. Um, Every game's a win really needed for us. Um, we prepare for it uh, week in, week out and see what we can do. We've got nothing to lose here um, and hopefully we can get one of those t- top or second.
So there we go, that's Charlotte Gurr and Ratish Mishra after today's 2-2 home draw with Durham uh, at the Oakwood. Next Sunday, Man United are rolling up uh, into town. We can beat them. I think we, I think if we go toe-to-toe with them, we can beat them and, and give us a chance to, to finish in that top two. So if you can get down there, it'll be a great game to, to go to. And if uh, yeah, if you can, it'll be, it'll be a good afternoon there down at the Oakwood. Right, we've run out of time on this evening's Charlton Live. It's absolutely flown by. Um, thanks to all of you who've got involved uh, with your tweets, your emails, your forum posts and whatnot. Um, it's kept us going. Um, it's, it's been a good week, I think, here at Charlton. A good few weeks, but it's been a good week. Uh, everyone loves a little, a bit, little bit of takeover tingling, so we'll see where that goes. Um, a great performance on the field uh, yesterday. Looking forward to being back here on Thursday night to look forward to look ahead to next uh, Saturday's game with Shrewsbury. So we're we'll back here on Thursday, me, Tom and Nath, hopefully. But um, that's it for tonight. Tom, thank you for coming in. Cheers, mate. See you Thursday. Lewis, good to see you. Yeah, and you, mate. And Sue, it's always good to see you as well. Yeah, yeah. thanks for having me. You'll start coming in more often again now. You're more than welcome. Yes, yeah, I will. Now, now we're good again. You're more than welcome. <laughs> Clearly <laughs> lucky. Right, this has been Charlton Live. Thank you for listening. I've been Louis Mendes. We'll be back here on Thursday night. But I hope you've enjoyed this evening's show and we shall see you soon. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.